welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gav Murphy, and don't let anybody tell you any different. Uh, I'm joined by two <laughs> strapping young fellas today. Joe. And? Oh, me. Yeah. Daniel. You are actually younger than me as well, so. And there you go. And strapping. <laughs> Lots of stuff, man. man. Murphy. Lots of stuff going on. Isn't it? Like this, it feels like so much good stuff is coming out. Like uh-huh. in the cinema, uh-huh. Netflix is fucking killing it. How many hours you work this week? If you count in, oh, oh Jesus, no, let's man. not. No, no, yeah. no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already furious. I don't, I don't need. Um, God. All right. Uh, but yeah, in the middle of all this, they're bunging out Dark Souls again. Yeah, and you've yeah. been reviewing finally, it. Finally done it. You're um, right, playing, watching, or experiencing Dark Souls so, again. So this I, I took on this review because it was like a little easy review because I know that game pretty well. And they were like, um, fucking our, better our reviews now, Dan Say was just like, you know, usually if you haven't played a game before, play it to completion is um, the rule for doing an IGN mm-hmm. review. Yeah. But obviously with the Switch and um, all the remasters, it's like... Um, you play it for a bit, get a sense of it. Yeah. What are the major differences? That's fine. And that, so I was planning on getting to about Analondo. Yeah. Getting past Blight Town, which is obviously not very good on some versions of the game. Yeah. And then I just kept on playing it. And now I finished it. I did all yeah. the DLC. I'm on Gwyn right now. Yeah. I've just been waiting not to do Gwyn in case we need to capture any more of the game. Yeah. I just because playing it on handheld is surprisingly brilliant. That's bonkers. Because. When it was announced, I think I made the joke. Well, I think I'm almost like, oh, it'd be ridiculous doing Ornstein and Smell on the tube. Yeah. But stupid getting annoyed at this game like and like throwing your Switch across the carriage. But then something about the tempo of the game is really good for handheld because yeah. you can just do little bits. Yeah. Like you can either do like a little chore, like when you know the game well, it's like, oh, I just need to run there quickly, get this one item, and yeah. that'll make the next time I play easier. Yeah. Or I'll just get to the next bonfire because I know it's just around the corner. I'll just have yeah, one more yeah. go. It is quite as like um, suits the pick up and put down nature of a handheld really yeah. surprisingly well. well. I guess look, because you know it quite well though, isn't yes, it? Like maybe yeah. So I think there's a real benefit for yeah. like, and I've, also I think that will appeal to a lot of people who know this game well will want to get this on a portable. Yeah. So it is, I think yeah they'd like to get newcomers, but also there's enough people who will buy Dark Souls again yeah. to have with them. There's probably more catharsis to the way a Switch does the power on, power off thing as well. well. You can like effectively you... pause Dark Souls yeah. for the first time. Ooh. Exactly. You can just go like, yeah. I'm not having fun. Just off. Yeah. But no, you're not turning the game off. Yeah. It's that weird thing when you're... Like, I've bounced off Dark Souls three times. And like, it's playing it on a console that you have to sit down to and turn the game on and wait and then just die, 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 die. Yeah, and then yeah, you're just like, yeah. oh, fuck this. And just like, you can't, two hours. Exactly. You, you can't just yeah. walk away and come back. Because like, I'd on some like tube journeys, I'd like just got to outside a boss room mm. and just turned it off. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll just do that when I get to my desk. Yeah. yeah. And like psych yourself up for it. Um, That's big. But yeah, like um, I, I fought Diamond Fire Sage on Tootenbeck Northern Line southbound platform because <laughs> I just got I thought I just want to beat him before I like yeah go floor, um, earth side. You know, uh, I, th- I feel like Ornstein and Smell in a Weatherspoons. Like, that's what you got to do. Well, the big one, I don't know what they are. The big one, he yeah. looks like he goes to Weatherspoons. He does. Yeah. <laughs> what, was it uh, Curry Night? Yeah. 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 I'm going to be there anyway. To be fair, I did... I Cross keys such filing shrines. Smell putting his table number on Instagram going, send free drinks. Yeah. <laughs> we've never done that. We definitely should. Um, Weatherspoons hate it. Yeah, I bet of course they do. It's because people send them like a plate of peas. Send us like 
Ronies. Yeah. Um, I've said, I've checked under R, there are no Ronies. Check under C. <laughs> I did the review of the Nintendo Switch for Ask Men, um, and we we went down to Weatherspoons with it, and it was this mad thing. We were like, Road test. Playing Zelda in a Weatherspoon. Stupid. It's like, it was yeah, class. Like, Before I owned a Switch as well, so yeah. I was just sitting there like, this is my, this is my, like, <laughs> life inst- <now. laughs> introduction to it. Yeah. And it doesn't look as good as, like, the remastered one on PS4. It's not in 4K, but yeah. when it's on the little screen, that's brilliant. And like I did find myself occasionally just going, weird I'm playing this game. Yeah. I know it's seven years old now, but it's like playing this outside. Well, I had the weird thing <laughs> watching your footage of it yesterday and going like, wow, it looks really good. And then went, oh yeah, the Switch is more powerful than the 360. Yeah. Yeah. Better. <laughs> <laughs> for, for some reason in my head, it was like, oh, it's going to be downgraded a bit. Ah, yeah. But it yeah. looks great, yeah. even it's, compared to the yeah. remasters on PS4 yeah, and stuff. Like it, yeah. there's, there's more like fancier effects on the PS Pro version like I don't have a Pro at home and I played it at work just to get a comparison and it like it is really nice playing it in 4K and it is really smooth in 60 frames per second but it's only one of those things that you notice when you go directly from one to the other or have them side by side because I played most of the Switch version without checking the Pro version and I thought it was perfectly great yeah that's the thing I I think there's a good there's a good line in your review where you say that where you basically like Unless you're looking at them side by side, you're not gonna know. No, I mean, so there are some deba- dickheads will be like, oh, and I also side by side. Like we were just saying, debating whether which one is preferable. Like yeah. the PS Pro version has like a fancy like fire effect on bonfires, mm. but there's something about the original that looks more artistic. Yeah, oh really? Yeah, it's, it's strange. It's less kind of like here's a new fire effect we learned how to do in the last two years. <laughs> we yeah. learned how to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they ported it. Like somewhere in like Europe, I think. I thought it was Poland. Yeah, the lads in Poland. Uh, yeah. We learned how to do this in the last couple of years. Check this out, Japan. Yeah. Nice. They're like, yeah, all right. Sweet. We see a lot of fire. And in that's going to take another six months. <laughs> I heard a really interesting nerdy thing about porting the other day. Yeah. And I'm just going to say it because I've Dead got easy. nowhere else to talk about <laughs> it's these things. Easy. No, it is. Um, that company panic button that's doing all the switch ports that are really good. So like yeah. Wolfenstein, Doom, all the ones where you're like, Jesus, this actually works. Yeah. They. Did a port? Of, they're doing a port of Warframe yeah. for Switch mm-hmm. that they found a way to render something better, meaning that the port of Switch has made every single version of Warframe better. Yes, awesome. As Geniuses. a result, oh, so it's they've like, now gone back and fixed it on the other ones yeah, as well. That's just really cool. Where, like, where that's amazing. They, where are they based? Yeah. You know? I don't. They might be. I'm pulling this out of my ass, Austin. Austin. I'd love to see you pull Austin out of your ass. <laughs> to be fair, I have always wanted Keep to go to Austin. Weird, guys. So. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Austin. I've wanted to go to South by Southwest yeah. for over a decade. I feel like someone who listens to this who is mad rich or mad South rich, by Southwest. Yeah. Well, you we'll know do what you panel. can do? You can do a panel. So you basically can <laughs> we'll put the prestige. Put, yeah. thing. I, you can put forward a panel for their, their like social creative stuff. Mm. But I've looked at, and I, I've had ideas for ones in the past where I've gone, this will be a really good idea. Then you look at the actual panels that are there and you're like, yeah, it's all about uh, shades and lights and darks. Like yeah. we just come in, do prestige and go. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Our pitch prestige equals good, isn't it? <laughs> um, the Q&A afterwards, uh, what do you think of the prestige? <laughs> Wicked, in it. Do you, you watch it? What if we teed it up as like, you know, the intersections of science and magic and then everyone turned up for like a really in-depth talk and we just showed the prestige. Yeah. <laughs> You're just showing our favourite bits yeah. going, yeah. I love this bit. Ackerman. <laughs> Think <laughs> of the implications <laughs> of what he means. Yeah. And just like on every seat, what's Ackerman's On every seat, there's a top hat. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if Ackerman has seen that kind of magic before, imagine what he's seen. Basically, they could just do unending prequels. Yeah. 
Why are you not doing it for Secret Cinema? I know, mate. Oh, my God. Because it's like yeah. you're attending the theatre performance. It'd be perfect. I, I generally my think... My theatre across the street. The Pantages. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Well, you know there's a Pantages in Universal Studios <laughs> yeah. in Orlando. Wait, how, how long has it so taken we us to get it, to... Yeah. Um, God, I fucking I love the Prestige. I yeah. um, I, I, honestly, sorry. though, I don't think it has the... Obviously, it's got a lot of weight in this room. Um, <laughs> but I don't think... <laughs> people remember it as fondly as we do. No, they don't. Only. Which um, is why we're doing a severe pub... Severe, I don't know why I said that. Public service. <laughs> yeah. Like, people are remembering it and going, Jesus Christ, it's this a masterpiece. Is, yeah, this is brilliant. We are helping It's better than Inception. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Think, all, which is also excellent. It's also yeah. brilliant. I watched it on a plane there. Why can't I? We were watching it on the way back. Well. And um, I, cause I need something to fall asleep them? to. Uh, so I just kept like... This is really good because you were next to me and I need something to fall asleep to. So I watched Inception and then every time I kept like sort of jolting awake, I kept just rewinding it. And then so I was watching Inception for about six hours while I was sleeping. And you were just like, how long is that film? Mm. <laughs> I think I've said I think I've said before on the podcast, I can't remember. I once fell asleep watching a DVD of Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Yeah. Um, but it did that weird thing DVDs used to do where it auto-played all the special features afterwards. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. And I woke up in that like half awake state. Yeah, and I'd never seen this bio shagged me, so I turned it on. I was like, I'll just have a give this a watch, um, and it was playing deleted scenes. Yeah, so I thought it was like this. I knew time travel was involved. I was like, this is like fucking Primer. Like, I couldn't understand what was going on. I was just watching it like, Jesus Christ, this narrative is all over the place. I thought it was incredible, um, and it turned out I was watching deleted scenes. Uh, Dark Souls on Switch. That's that was our discussion. <laughs> yeah, uh, check out Cooper's review is on the website now. And we're about to talk about some spooky things. We're gonna get. Would all you mind spooky. if I turned the lights down? Yeah, because also it. I've got a big headache. Croops, <laughs> uh, you've been watching. I've only watched one episode of it. Uh, Joe, have you watched any of it? Yeah. Yeah. Joe, um, Joe is actually turning down the lights. The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, it's going down now. Yes, it's very good. Mate, you haven't turned down the one that's shining directly at your face. I'm there you go. <laughs> uh, the Haunting of Hill House is really good. The Haunting of Hill House, which is a 10-part Netflix adaptation of the Shirley Jackson novel mm. from the 50s, which I recently reread. And it is a very, very like liberal adaptation of that okay, source yeah. material. It's like that thing where some of the characters' names are retained the setting yeah. but it is uh, it's essentially original thing based on the same themes of the original novel but he's yeah. done his own thing it's a very like substantial adaptation yeah. to a 10 part hour long show um, it's brilliant like I thought the first episode was good but like as I've got deeper and deeper into it I think it's really good because the present day stuff starts to intersect in really interesting ways. That's good. The scores are like varied and quite stylish and elegant. Like the thing that I like jump scares don't really do much for me. Like the things that always really disturb me in films are like in Halloween when he's like just waiting there. Yeah. And he's this like presence that you can't stop. He doesn't have to run at you. And there's um, this brilliant thing. Also that, um, in Ghostwatch, which I just watched again the oh, other night. the best. My favorite thing about that is when you rewatch and you realize all the times that pipes is oh, there that the you don't realize. Yeah. And Haunting of Hill House does the same thing. There are so many, like back, like there's so many things you would not notice yeah. unless you're really looking for them. Like so many of the shots have doors open in back of frames. Yeah, and you know, nine times out of ten, or ninety times out of hundred. This is, that's this, literally the same average. Um, <laughs> there's there's literally nothing there, but yeah. you're so trained on it yeah. and feel uneasy. And then occasionally 
there'll be a silhouette. Yeah. And similar to like ghost stories or something like that, which plays on um, like misinterpretation of data, like images. Yeah. You're like, is that something? The, is it not? Yeah. And then like the next cut is like, has, wait, I need to rewind because yeah. what I'm pretty sure that was a face the last time. Well, that's the thing. It just so, puts you on edge from the yes, start. I know well. exactly what you're, which one you're talking yeah. about. Well, like I think, cause I've only watched the first three episodes and it's, that's when it started to pick up for me. I was a bit like, eh, it's a bit American Horror Story. And then episode three, I think it's three, way I thought, classier was, than that. Yeah. yeah. And then episode three was the first time I was like, oh, okay, right. I see where this is mm. now pushing towards. Yeah. Um, but it kind of teaches you those things quite early mm. on, but in more obvious ways. So in the first episode, there's a bit where there's very obviously door open. Someone closes that door, then the doors open again in yeah. the next shot. Mm. Or like the face, there's like a wasp's nest at one yes. point. Yeah. Yes. And that's the that's teaching you like this is how we're going to deliver stuff like yeah. this. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's like a really, because it's 10 parts and it's um, that's it by Mike Flanagan, who, who's a lot of his movies are on Netflix. So I wonder yeah. if that's a weird analytics thing where Netflix has gone, he's really popular. Yeah. And he's made some really good films, like horror films. He's really carving a name out for himself, like in that genre. Like he's yeah. done Hush, which he co-wrote with his wife who plays Theo in yeah. oh, Haunting really? of Hill House. He's done Oculus, the Ouija movie. So he's like, Gerald's no, nothing game. massive. Gerald's game, which yeah. was huge on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like Netflix are really backing him and then giving this like huge project. But because he's got ten episodes, each one he just like gets to be really creative. Like you can almost have a different type of ghost or a different mm. type of yeah. creature that you would just use once. Because like each it's almost a bit like lost as well. Because mm. so far I've only watched five episodes. Each one is like centered on a different member of the family, yeah, and it's like intercutting then and now. Okay, so it's cool. a little bit like lost in structure, where there's yeah. like the present is a counterpoint to something that happened back then. Ah, that's um, good. And um, there's a th there's some stuff in f episodes four and five, which is just really unique, odd, weird imagery that really freaked me out. And it's nothing yeah. that jumps out at you or anything like that. You just go, that is a, a like that could be an entire film that yeah. someone else mm. made. I like those moments where you realize that the show's going to sort of pivot into something else, like over and mm. over again. Like episode three has a theme yeah. where you go, oh shit, this is a different, this is a different yeah. story to like, the yeah. one I thought it was. Because uh, it's surprising how little time is spent in the house because it's with the yes, family. Yeah. And then you're like, but I've actually find, started to find them all really interesting. And it's mm. a similar way to Lost, where if you spend a whole episode with one per character, yeah. you get to know them really well. So when yeah. you then see them in the next episode, you're like, <clears throat> I know you. Oh, that's you. why they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know you now. And um, when the present day stuff starts to intersect, yeah. there's this weird like interpretation thing where you see them after in one episode, you get to know them in the next episode. So you interpret their behavior in the previous episode in a yeah. different way because mm. you now know their perspective on it yeah yeah. So it's really smart and intricate in a way that i didn't realize initially there's something really exciting about that structure in how it teases you as well because if every episode is focusing on a member of the family yeah there are seven members of that family but there's 10 episodes yeah which is making me go what are those last three yeah. Yeah, like who yeah. am I, who who's who am i being introduced yeah. to or who am i going to see from yeah. the perspective of so which is just Wicked. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I am glad that, that it does do that because I think for me, the weakest part w was Dariona Harris, the, whoever plays that guy. Because I, I kind of liked him for a bit, but because I really like the idea that he's involved in this horrible thing that's happened, but actually he's never seen a ghost. And I really like that. But I, I felt there was something like really weak about him. And I just. Uh, I was like, I'm glad it's not always from his perspective. Yeah. It occurs um, to me we haven't actually explained what the show's about. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> but, did. Um, well, so 
like it's the haunting of hill yeah like i guess well, it's, people it's, don't know that it's something uh, happens it's bad yeah <laughs> it's, it's a, a family of seven that lived yeah. in a house in the early 90s and they were renovating it and then something really terrible happened they all left mm. yeah. and they're all in various ways drawn back to it in present day yeah, yeah. It's it's, cool. That's it, it's just it is really really good. I've only watched one episode, but it, by the end of the by I think maybe about 10, 15 minutes into the first episode, I was like, Meh. by the end of the first episode, I was like, well, that was fucking brilliant. I, I just, and I also think you know, not that you need it. Like I think it's getting a load of acclaim as well. Yeah. It seems to be doing really well. Like and this Mike Flanagan dude seems like proper yeah. like real deal. And his next project is the Shining sequel. Oh, cool. He's doing Doctor Sleep. Well, good. With Ewan McGregor, who plays Danny Torrance, like initially, because you know wh- whatever you think of that, but like the fact that he's directing, it's like, oh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's well, it. I, like, I like because I think all of his other movies have good stuff in them, and they're yeah. interesting. It's the promise of yeah. you know he's going to try something. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not going to just be what it is. Yeah, it's not, yeah. That's cool. Very good. Uh, also, kind of spooky, but kind of mad. <laughs> uh, we've all seen Mandy, so we saw it last week um, at. A chapel, um, which if anybody knows what Mandy is, uh, it's kind of a horror film, which a kind of like horror revenge film um, that goes bonkers. Yeah. And to actually experience that in a chapel in the house of our Lord and Savior felt naughty. Because um, there is a bit essentially where, well, Nick Cage is like crucified, like he's like wrapped in a th- thorn of crowns yeah. barbed wire I mean there's some pretty um, Th- thick yeah. imagery if you cared it would be pretty blasphemous stuff yeah because <laughs> like, yeah. we were talking like um, in that same venue I watched Halloween and yeah. The Exorcist mm. and we are like oh Exorcist is bad and then we all had this epiphany it was like no, actually, she's not. Yeah. Exorcist is like one of the most Catholic films yeah. ever. Yes. It's actually, when it first came out, it drove like <laughs> people wanting to be priests. It is and, like, so on side. Yeah, the Vatican yeah. loved The Exorcist. It's yeah. great. It's the greatest recruitment film we ever had. I wonder, like, yeah, but it, it's, I think it's, um, two, it's, a, it's definitely like two part of a film. Where, oh, like, the first one is sort of like very, very strange, slow, and it's quite avant-garde. Like, yeah. It's, and quite arty and meandering. Trying. Um, and then it... Ki- but that's the thing. I actually generally quite like it. I know, which yeah. surprises yeah. me. I, I just... Um, I loved how it would... How that first section looked. And yeah. I loved what he kept doing with things. Like, yeah. if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know that this is a film that constantly changes how it's being filmed and how it looks. Yeah. To the point where there's, like, animated sequences. Yeah. Um, but... It was just them talking. I was just so fucking bored oh, of listening yeah. to them. Actually, like, to be fair, the dialogue yeah. is pretty bad. But yeah. I think, like, I just enjoyed the actual tone and the atmosphere yeah. of that first bit. Especially, like, that opening with that King Crimson song that comes yes, in. Yes, that's like, amazing. It's just stunning. Post the opening, there's yeah. an amazing thing about that soundtrack, which I realised, like, basically at the end of the film, which is essentially the soundtrack sounds like a metal band tuning up yeah. for an entire film until one sequence has them like actually play some music yeah and then the rest of the films in tuning down yeah <laughs> like it's really that's weird cool. it's very strange that's it like for me there was a lot going on that i was like i fucking love this mm. but there was so much of it there was like trying is a good word mm. because i think some of it for me i was like this is painfully uncool <laughs> yeah like the there's the film starts i'm not going to spoil it but the film starts with like some writing on oh, that the is, screen. That is the loose, least cooler thing like, in the entire film. And it, it, it's like, for me, it a lot of the film and a lot of scenes as well, 
it was like, this has been made by someone who collects ninja stars <laughs> yeah. and so, thinks that's cool. So, well, there's, li- there's literally one point where someone gets a dagger out and yeah. it's like, that's the kind of dagger you'd want if you were on a school exchange to France. Yeah. Like, it's like, yes. and there's no way that hasn't come from Panos Cosmatis' home. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know his dad directed Rambo too. Yeah, yeah. I heard, like, we looked and up Tombstone. Tombstone. Tombstone yeah. Yeah. That was his um, first job. Yeah, he, he was, was like on second unit or something. Yeah. On Tombstone. So um, it's it really, it really good. And like, obviously, we had such a good time watching it. There's actually fucking, I didn't know this, but we were being filmed while we were watching it. Well, you were <laughs> so, like head and hands. I'm yeah. sat there like a fucking stone. <laughs> Yeah. moved by it um, and when Nick Cage obviously kicks off and goes it is very very good I think yeah but it for me it was like you, you're introduced in the, in the trailer to my, my weird, expectations yeah. were off because of the trailer I yeah. thought it was going to be based on the trailer I thought it was going to be like Mad Max meets uh, Labyrinth meets yeah. Evil Dead like, like yeah. this cosmic kind of, horror co- yeah. like, madness like, yeah kind of this like underworld mythic yeah. quest movie to like get back yeah. Mandy I assume yeah but that is very much the concentrated towards the end of the movie, those yeah. kind of sequences. And it's much more ponderous and like... It's much more ponderous and rather... Metaphysical than that. Than that. Like, yeah. And I think like when that switches then into the real world, when he confronts these different people, mm. I actually, I thought the actual fights were a little bit weak. So I was like, oh, I was expecting something a little bit more grand. And actually, I don't think they're choreographed particularly scary or anything. It was, there was one that's fucking buzzing. Yeah. But it's all really close and... It's all really, I don't know. It just, for me, I was like, I was expecting something fucking mental. And actually, it's actually quite grounded. So, so maybe I, if you go in with that. I was like, the exact opposite. Okay. Like, in as much as I was expecting exactly the same thing. Yeah. And when it started off as the ponderous version of that, I was like, oh, actually, this isn't. Yeah. I'm not into this as much. Like, yeah, I, or I you're love, like looking at your watch going, they haven't got enough time to yeah. do all the stuff I yeah. want to do. I, I, love- I was. I, I did keep going. Oh, I do think, when's this going to kick off? Yeah. I feel like. Could kick off now. <laughs> but I love, <laughs> oh, no. Honest, no. Honestly, the, to be honest, the, the, the bit that I didn't like was the first bit where you're just getting to know Nicolas yeah. Cage's character and Andrea Riseborough's character. As soon yeah. as the antagonists appear, I was enjoying all of that as just like, what the fuck, who are these people? Yeah. And then when it actually kicks off into insanity, what I didn't realise it was going to do, and like you said, grounded is a good word. Yeah. It is essential. Like, there's a scene where it completely changes into this is just an 80s revenge flick yes yeah yeah with like the mad dialogue yeah like completely unexplained expertise (laughs) yeah it's no it's in the trailer there's a bit where he smelts his own silver axe Out of nowhere. Exactly. And there's a point in the trailer, it kind of gives you the sense of like, oh, are we going to learn how he knows how to do this? Or is he given some power or something? That's why I thought there was going to be, like like Labyrinth, he goes on this like weird journey. It's literally, there's a scene where he picks up one weapon and then the next scene he makes his next one. Yeah. Um, That that bit is one of the scenes I'm talking about as well. Because he's wearing like aviators while he does it. And you know the director's going, this looks fucking brilliant. Absolutely. (laughs) But, but... Uh, so turn, on, myself, turn on the purple light. Yeah. Take, t- take myself out of what they want it to be. Yeah. I just fucking loved it. I just yeah. found it hilarious. And oh, from, we were pissing ourselves yeah. all yeah. the way through well, it. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Just when it goes mad at the end, it's yeah. like hysterical. I just it's couldn't, a hysterical movie. I could just 
not stop enjoying myself yeah, absolutely. and to be yeah, honest yeah. like i just came out of it going i fucking loved it i want to yeah. watch it again right now yeah, yeah. um and I think, I, I generally think, that's how i came out of it as well i was like that was amazing it's only afterwards i was like oh, okay I t- and i totally get the criticisms yeah. and there will be people who bounce off it completely yeah. like they'll hate one side of it or the other side of it yeah but i just thought it was fantastic like i just really had an amazing time we watched it in a room I would say we were definitely had the shortest hair. Um, <laughs> I definitely had the fewest tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was in Union Chapel. We went into the bar at the start and it was like a lot of horror people. There's a lot of other horror directors there. Um, but it was a lot of metal bands had mm. been uh, asked to go there because obviously he's got a big metal soundtrack. And his essentially like the people who buy those T-shirts with like, uh, wolf howling at the moon and like, <laughs> on a motorbike essentially Dwight Schrute yeah. the people who think Dwight Schrute's clothes are cool like that was what the room was his home clothes yeah <laughs> um, but and, and that was a really good audience to watch it with because it was like you could obviously tell they were having a great time I was also yeah. telling Joe afterwards there was a Q&A with the director and um, yeah, people had to submit questions in advance and the questions were submitted by entire metal bands <laughs> That were representative of their questions, and it's like we've got a question here from Insidious Discontent. <laughs> uh, yes, mine's a two-part question. <laughs> um, uh, where'd you get your ideas? Um, <laughs> uh, we had quite a different audience because okay. we were there for London, yeah, London Film Festival. Oh, so it was I was like, very worthy. We yeah. had a lot, of, oh. also, but it was weird because it was clearly like filmy people who obviously love Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And the yeah. best way I can put it is like, if you've ever been to a Shakespeare comedy, yeah. you know the old people who laugh at the jokes, yeah, yeah. even though they. No one understands yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're not actually funny jokes. They're clever, but they're not actually I could be watching funny. Heat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's that, but for Nicolas Cage. So it's right. anytime Nicolas Cage made like even a facial uh, movement, yeah, people yeah. are going, <laughs> and you're just like, oh fuck off. And before fuck it, off. this guy, oh, came, the bathroom scene. Really oh, to be fair, that is a good scene. Yeah. Um, but a guy came up before the film to say like, oh, you're in for a wild ride, and yeah. then got out a load of. I don't know what they were because I didn't get one, but like little Mandy collectibles and threw them into the crowd. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like little pins. But everyone was like taking it sort of easy. It yeah. was like, oh, me, me. There was one guy two rows behind us going, give me the shit. And like every time he threw it, it's like, over it. And like freaking give out. Give me the shit. And to the point where a guy at the back just came up and gave him one. It was just like, clearly oh just God. like, you're a child, shut up. Like <laughs> That was um, it. Speaking we don't of, do that here. It's been a great, <laughs> actually, just a, 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 a slight tangent. Um, it's been a great week for um, people speaking out at screenings at the London Film Festival. <laughs> Kyle yeah. and I went to see Suspiria the other night. Yeah. It's quite a long film. It's like two and a half hours. And in the last 10 minutes, I heard a man's bottled rage explode mm. like a bottle of champagne where he just screamed to a guy that four rows of it, will you turn off your fucking phone? Yes. And everyone that. just went, Oh. That's good though. And um, there's also a man on my road using his phone, but he was doing it under his t shirt and then putting his head in through the neck of his t shirt to look down at his phone, which ostensibly not great, but he's obviously trying to be considerate. Yeah. Unbeknownst to him, it was illuminating his t shirt so he looked like a fucking Chinese yes, lantern. Like, like ET. He, he, just, he just like illuminated it. And I was like, mate, you look like a big bulb. You look like a nightlight. <laughs> it's like, I appreciate the consideration. But it's worse. That's class. So weird. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely 
I think you've got to go to the cinema to watch Mandy as well. I think. Oh, 100%. Like, it's fucking brilliant. Did see you see it on the most powerful screen possible? I, I couldn't tell if it was a problem with the Prince Charles's sound system or if it was intended. Yeah. Was there like a flickering sound almost all the way through I the didn't film? didn't pick up on it if there was. It sounded no. like a projector going the whole oh. time, but it was a digital film, so it couldn't have been filmed. <laughs> we love how the Prince Charles... Is it on Blu-ray again? Yeah, put yeah. on the noise. Like, <laughs> it's always on Blu-ray. But, but re- <laughs> Cigarette burns on. The reason yeah. I asked is because I only noticed it during certain scenes. So I was oh, like, is I this didn't... on purpose? No, I did Or is it just fucked? But then, to be fair, we watched on a fucking chapel, yeah, you're so losing I don't know a bit what it was meant yeah. to look or sound like. My neck was a 45 degree angle. Just over the, just the back yeah. of the church. Jesus was just in the middle yeah. of it on the cross. Also, we were like... <laughs> <laughs> what is mad is, did you notice any cameras on us? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. There's two cameras on... It's not a stage, but we're... Right, what do they call God it? God stage. Also, God I, was a, I was literally an altar boy. I call it stage hand. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> a cassock stage, stage hand. hand. I did, did not all, I did the cameras. rope work. Was, uh, I was yeah, so into Mandy I did notice I was being that. covertly filmed by two creeps it's, yeah. it's not I was, on there I was watching them going that's a boring job watching us for two hours films yeah. on there it's not on the running order but what is it with like witchy weird mad horror films at the moment because you've seen Suspiria Mandy's come out I've watched Apostle yeah. that's just come out which is another one of those like everyone's just doing it I think <laughs> it's because like, people went so mad for the witch and yeah. was... Field in England did alright I suppose as well yeah. like all those kind of I like I like the Apostle. I wanted to like it way more, and I Me thought too. it was going to be something else. That's on Netflix now. So it's Gareth Evans who did the Raid, um, doing a horror film, and he's done a horror short before, which is in I think the ABCs of Death. Oh right, um, and he, that's a fucking banger as mm. well. So when I watched that, I was like, if he ever did a horror film, it's going to be really good. So I was really excited for this. The trailer makes it out that it's going to be fucking essentially Welsh Wicker Man. Yeah, and it is not, but more really. gory Welsh yeah. Wicker Man. Um, there is, a, it's, I really, I did really like it. I had a brilliant time watching it. it is not what I thought yeah. it was. Yeah. I can't go into why it's not what I thought it was without ruining yeah. it. There is an odd thing. There are, these parts are in the trailer. Gareth yeah. Evans can't resist a fight scene. I know. Like, there's scenes where Dan Stevens is suddenly, he's like an, yeah. an, a heroin ad, or an opium addicted, like, I like broken man. yeah. But he can suddenly do martial arts. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Like the, good, the, the good thing about it, there's a couple of fight scenes in it, and I think Gareth Evans does this better than anybody because he's on the camera a lot mm. of the time. He moves with people's bodies yes. better than any any other director. Like, so basically, if someone if someone's grabbing someone and is pushing them over a table, you he, go with you push, the person yeah. going over, That's and cool. it's actually like a bit weird to go with it because you're like ah! um, it's and, it, and it's brilliant he does that a couple of times but yeah there is one mad bit where Dan Stevens has like it's not, not a spoiler he has some fucking turns into a small Indonesian chap yeah he's got like two massive spears that's him. in the trailer yeah <laughs> and right. then he just from nowhere is wicked at fighting even yeah. though he's been <laughs> he's still, like, like he's off his tits there's, well yeah, on there's literally I can't remember which film it is it reminded me of an actual Jackie Chan movie right, like there's yeah. a bit where Jackie Chan's got, got <laughs> a spear over his is back. a bit where he jumps off and he goes down two sets of Christmas lights <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a skyscraper. Ooh, that ladder in Rumble in the Bronx, that's a good bit, isn't it? It's so weird. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. mean, it's probably Rush Hour. But, but like, you should definitely watch uh, Postler because you, you know it's one thing and it's the same for me as well. Like, that should be top of my Netflix recommendations. Oh, say, if you, if you're thing, saying yeah. it's... No, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you said there's a Welshman not saying it's the best, you know. No, 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 no. Like, when you switch oh. on your Netflix, 
Apostle should be there. On the day it came out, yeah. I had the day off work and I was going to watch it. And it felt weird watching it during the middle of the day. Yeah. But I had to literally search for yeah. it. Yeah. And also, like, I watched, I basically watched Peep Show and a lot of horror movies on yeah. Netflix. <laughs> and I wasn't British getting, horror. I was not getting served that. Yeah. That's really strange because even when you type in, or for a puzzle, <laughs> it's still like the third thing. Also, and it was like, it came out today, motherfucker. New releases yeah. still has stuff from like six months ago. Yeah. It? Like, it's such it's, a strange I, filter. The only time that, if you, not that anyone ever does this, but I've been on Netflix on desktop. Yes. That actually has a proper new releases shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. it literally shows you what's added Netflix that week. on des- desktop is wicked. And you can also, yeah. there are secret playlists you can, like, you yeah. can get URLs for like actual That's curated amazing, playlists. Yeah. That I still don't find exist it, anymore. I really find it really weak. Amazon Prime is not as good to use. Yeah. But when you're watching it, there's a button you can press which bring, brings in information from IMDb. Oh, like the X-ray I, mode. Yeah. Is it? yeah. But you can then select, like, say you're watching Jack Ryan, you can select um, the actor, and I think you can like find more movies. Oh, you can do in that on Netflix. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Can you can you? on the from the main on menu. The cu- it's but it's never the full cast. Right. But like, if right. you go into the film, it has director and then the stars, and you can yeah. click any of those names, and it shows you what, everything. Even like involved on with. PS4 app. Uh, I'm talking on iPad, maybe not. Right, that's one TV. I've not tested it, it. maybe it's been added. I always feel like, why would you not have that? Make it easy. Maybe Mm. it's because I guess they've just got, they've got to make this app which can work and connect from different things. Like I use just my TV's app. Like you guys use like a PS4, you use iPad. Do you Mm. know what I mean? Like you've got, but at the same time. But you could like, you know everyone who's got the PS4 has got the, you can just update that one. I don't know. Maybe put the effort into the ones that you know have the biggest install base. Yeah. Or, or, I, yeah. or do what they're doing which is nothing lazy <laughs> yeah. what, what make, losing money and making more stuff and <laughs> um, <laughs> becoming the new patrons for a world of cinema that would never have existed grow up also, grow up Netflix have a business model also out now is Bad Times at the El Royale um, it's a Drew Goddard completely original film I think I don't think it's based on a book or anything or if it is I'm sorry bookman or woman bookman they write books um, bookman. bookman Gareth Bookman Gareth Bookman who wrote Bad Times at the El Royale um, I've been really looking forward to this we went to a screening last Friday night where they gave us biscuits that's um, lovely which is not what happens in the movie yeah it doesn't I give the biscuits away as well so. uh, full disclosure um, I've been looking forward to this for a while I thought the trailer was really good cast is bonkers uh, John Hamm uh, and Jeff Bridges. Bridges Hemsworth Hemsworth Hemmers Hemmers um, the girl who is in 21 Jump Street I can never remember her name but she's very very good um, bonkers cast all playing so it looks kind of character heisty the way they look mm. at it like the priest yeah. the, the cop and stuff like yeah, that yeah and the structure of it is a little bit like it's a very like stylized film and very structured like yeah. Pulp Fiction or something where set in this motel that straddles the state line between California and Nevada yeah and the wing of each um there's two wings. One is in Nevada, one is in California. So when you check into the El Royale, you like, would you like to stay in Nevada or California? Yeah. And I meant to check. It is real. It's a real know. place. That's cool. The way they, it's cool. The cool novelty idea. Well, it's um, cool because it, you, could, like, yeah. you can gamble in one, you can drink in the other. Yeah. And it's oh, like, right, there's different yeah. rules depending where you stay. Yeah. And the whole film is structured around the room. So you see events from the perspective of the rooms. Yeah. So yeah, that I think without going into spoilers and stuff like that, I think yeah. that was our main when we came out of it. When you're presented with these different people, you're presented to them. You're presented them through the rooms, um, but that 
uh, structure is very quickly abandoned. Oh. And as soon as that structure is yeah. abandoned, for me, it kind of lost a little bit of its I charm. Think, a I was going to say, that sounds way better than the trailer. I didn't yeah. like the trailer. Oh, okay, much. right. And like, yeah, that sounded I wasn't, yeah. like, I wasn't, I liked some stuff about it. I wasn't wild about it. Because I just, I felt like it was, because of all that highly structured stuff at the beginning, I yeah. thought, this is going to like crescendo into this like really satisfying thing. Yeah. Or it doesn't. No. It's, it almost like unravels it into does, like yeah. a more, it's just like quite a formless thing after yeah. all that kind of, Ingenuity. It is quite formless by the end. Yeah, and it does. It just gets messy and messy and messy and more actiony. And I think it's one of those things where you're going along for the ride of this awesome structure, and you're like, "Ooh, how are they going to tell yeah. this entire story I through th the basis of this?" Which you think they are, and then they quickly abandon it, and then you're like, "Oh." Because it almost like sets up like, mystery elements that yeah. don't ever. Yeah. And then you realize oh, it's not a mystery film. No. It's more just here's a it's a character film. Yeah, and it's kind of also I feel like. Oh, per se a criticism it's just like it's an exercise in doing cool scenes yeah like there's lots of cool, cool scenes there's lots of cool, cool bit of music cool dialogue mm. I like think all the Tarantino-esque stuff that's, what, that's yeah. it it sounds Tarantino-esque in the way that I don't like his stuff yeah that's but at the same thing. time, I think, for me, I loved, absolutely loved the scenes with, like, Jeff Bridges plays a priest um, who has Alzheimer's um, and there's a bit more to his character but this the way that I feel like that they, I thought that was quite a really interesting way because when something about his character gets unraveled, there's this, it, you know, it becomes obvious in the trailer, but like he's not quite what he seems, mm. but also he actually does have Alzheimer's. So he's playing this sort of like weird dual mm. role, but he also has Alzheimer's as well. So it's, it's quite heartbreaking in a sense, but also there's a, it makes for some really lovely chat scenes where it's really sad and he's talking to this lady trying to do this and she's brilliant as well the singer oh I don't know um, but the scenes with them I just absolutely loved yeah, I think, yeah it's not as, like it's a, it's a film about no everyone is not what they seem yeah and it's like I think like Drew Goddard who did worked on Iron Man 3 didn't he with Shane Black yeah is that right in saying that that sounds right he definitely worked on Lost yeah <laughs> and Cabin in the Woods no I'm thinking of the wrong guy Drew yeah. Goddard is the guy who he was down to do the first season of Daredevil, wasn't he? He did do the first season. Of yeah, he yeah. walked away, and then that. Oh yeah. yeah got, um, it's almost like a really good writer's film because it's yeah. like you get to do all these like different characters with lots of agendas and lots it's all these like bits. puzzle pieces in play. Yeah, it's when it comes together on a level of plot that yeah. I don't think it just it just yeah. doesn't have a plot. But it's loads of cool vignettes and yeah. stories. I think it's definitely worth. I think it is definitely worth seeing in the cinema because I think. We talked about this quite a lot recently where we've gone, oh, shit, I wish I watched this in the cinema. Not necessarily oh, because it's made for the cinema, but because it keeps your attention. Yeah, more. 100%. And I think this... I would tune out at If home, you I watch think. this at home, I think you would maybe tune out a mm. little bit. Whereas, actually, if you're in the cinema, unless, you know, you've come up with an amazing way of looking at your phone through your T-shirt, um, which, which we know some mate, genius has. He yeah. just needed a more, like, <laughs> opaque cloth. I, yeah. like, the stuff yeah. they make blackout curtains. Get with. Fruit of the Loom. That's yeah, all. That feels terrible to wear, but I bet it's a blackout. <laughs> heavy knit. Gildan yeah. heavy. Gildan, yeah. <laughs> Gildan, they do that, the blackout tea. Um, I, yeah, I... I <laughs> I, I I came out of it going. Do you know what? For all its faults, I genuinely enjoyed that because mm. it's a lovely. It's a film that you go in. You haven't got to know anything before it. You haven't got to know anything after it. You sit down. You watch this entire character piece, and some of the characters are fucking brilliant. And by the end of it, we've all grown as people. <laughs> Is it? Isn't it mad that like? I know it's a very cliched IGN thing to say, yeah. but like the more I watch films with loads of characters in, the more I'm just like. 
Infinity War is a fucking miracle. Yeah. Like, I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that it works. That's but, it. You just go, ah, oh, it was good, isn't it? I watched it again recently. Yeah. It's just like, and when you're not yeah. concentrated on oh, what's going to happen next, you're just like, Jesus Christ, the yeah. amount of stuff they had to work out for this is fucking mental. Yeah. It's so cool. I haven't watched that since the cinema. Look, actually, yeah, it's, it, look, great that it makes sense, let alone that it's great. Yeah, yeah. and let alone <laughs> like, that they like, introduce new dynamics that you care about and like break old ones. And, oh, oh, God. The Russo's are good, aren't they? I always Fuck feel yeah, like I've unfollowed a couple of people uh, in the industry who I've seen watching in, uh, Infinite. This is three people I've definitely unfollowed who've come to it and go, well, come to it after it's been in the cinema and going just watched Infinity War oh what a mess I was like oh. you're an idiot <laughs> and you're not worthy of my Twitter feed <laughs> but I, I just don't understand I actually don't understand how you could watch that, that tweet is like written this, before press yeah. play it's like I don't understand how you could think that that was a mess like I could think that you going in you're thinking shit this is going to be a fucking mess mm. but actually when you watch it you go it's not a mess no. Is it? Are we the idiots? No, no. it's definitely not a mess. <laughs> no. It's one it's of the most like tightly well tuned yeah. films I've ever seen. I'm not saying it's the best film I've ever seen. Yeah. It's just but for I've what never... it had to do. Like I feel like we could have given that a ten. Yeah, like what it like as the apex of what that is, like a superhero movie. Yeah, like it is a comic adapted into a movie. Yeah. Perfect. What do we give? Yeah. Like nine something. Like, okay, it's up there. Yeah. Not a shiter. Not a shite. Very much not a shite. Um, on the IGN scale. <clears throat> Next on the agenda, IGN Hungary are having a laugh. The other greatest crossover <laughs> of recent history. <laughs> um, do you guys want to explain this? Because I was in the studio recording, recording a voiceover for a series that we all do called The Unofficial Preview. There's a Fallout 1 just gone live, a Resident Evil 2 one that's just gone live last week uh, on there. So I was in the studio recording this, and... I'd walked back and forth, and I could see something was brewing outside the room. There was a kerfuffle was... in the office. And then when I walked out, like I had four people who were just like, "You've missed a lot." I love the way you, I love the way you described it when you just went. You know that thing where you know someone has something they have to say to you yeah. right now. You had that for five people simultaneously. Yeah. Um, so you guys want to explain what happened? Uh, so Dale. Dale's been on a bit of a jag recently, finding people who steal our footage on yeah. the internet. Um, some some big, otherwise reputable sites, yeah. as it turns out, really like IGN footage and not yeah. giving us the credit we deserve <laughs> for that. Um, I think, like, I remember confronting someone. Uh, it was like, you were giving me, I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> and um, he, uh, he just stole. We, we'd done an IGN first, and this guy who was really into this particular game had just stolen this footage with the IGN watermark, put it on the Eurogamer site, and then, like, little, little cheeky, like, in the, co in the description, gone, thanks, IGN, for the footage. And then our legal team got in touch with, like, IGN first have worked out quite heavily over a period of months. This is kind of a piss that you just ripping it illegally from it. He sent me, a, like, a DM, because I don't think he'd long started at Eurogamer, going, oh, I can't believe your legal team. Oh, it's a joke, isn't it? I was like... I 100% agree with them. What you've done is a fucking piss take. Didn't reply to me for that. I have no opinions on either side because <laughs> I like everyone. Yeah. Um, but. Oh, I like this dude. I know, I know, I know. He's I'm just, just a fucking shady bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just distancing myself. Boycott. Boycott. It's enough for that right now. Um, uh, so, Dale basically stumbled across yeah. what looked very much like an unofficial preview thumbnail, but with the wrong language on it. And he looked at it and he well, clicked Not it. wrong, different. But it's wrong for what he thought <laughs> right. someone yeah, had yeah. stolen our, our stuff. Yeah. So he clicked on it, IGN hungry. He's like, what's this? So he turns around and he shows it to everyone. We're all like, 
wait a second. And <laughs> it's, it's slowly processing on what. It slowly dawns on everyone that what this is, is a fully localized, and I don't mean translated, I mean localized yeah. version of unofficial preview for Hungary. Because a lot, a lot of the regional agents take stuff we do anyway yeah. as part of our agreement with them. Yeah. So yeah. it's not unusual for them to have stuff that we've run previously. I've, I've, but I've met the people in Japan who yeah. have to translate everything I write, including like my idiot joke bylines. <laughs> like you know, so we know that this happens, and yeah. also we do have to stress because a few people on on Twitter have been like, "Oh, that's not cool." It's totally fine. They're allowed like, to, they're allowed it, to yeah. legally, and well, we love it. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because they're allowed. If we do a review, if Krupa's review of Dark Souls Switch goes up, they're allowed to basically localize that for a Hungarian yeah. organ. So that, that's absolutely fine. So that's the stuff that gets localized: news, reviews, previews. Yeah, like quite straight stuff. The unofficial preview. If you don't know what it is, it's a fucking piss take <laughs> of three minutes. Whereas basically us making jokes, doing a preview in a funny way. Mm. Like so, it's, it's still a good preview of a game, but, but we put jokes in. Well, it. I think the thing that sounds is because it to stress that. It's not a translation, it's a localization. No. So all the jokes that we make about like British things <laughs> about or Wales or specifically, Wales specifically yeah. they've adapted. So they're now about Hungary. The best one being <laughs> on the pure farming one. And oh, we'll get, yeah, and we'll get on to pure farming in general. Yeah. But we noticed at the start of that, Gav <laughs> yeah. says something about his nan's potatoes. Yeah. On the Hungarian one, a big picture of gherkins comes up. And you're like, yes. holy shit, because gherkins are huge in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Me and Krupa have bonded over this. <laughs> uh, like, like, they've localized it. Like, yeah. it's Nan's gherkins now, or maybe yeah. Grandpappy's gherkins. I don't uh, yeah. know. But fucking hell, it's incredible. And then yeah. um, we did a Spider-Man preview where um, there's a joke about what's on Peter Parker's iPod. And it's Craig David, Beyonce, and Manic Street Preachers. Yes. Yeah. And all three of those songs have been removed and replaced by Hungarian pop music. Yeah. yeah. One of them being uh, Grandmaster Peter, which appears to be the, the guy making it doing rap. <laughs> like, but, what's, but what's really good is they have uh, kept in the bit where we call Chris Brown a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's universal. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, universal. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Joe appears in some of these videos, when well, all of them, and yeah. you, you're dubbed. Well, not... So the thing is... This is even better. I don't appear in all of the unofficial previews because we made videos in yes. that style, yeah. but they weren't branded as such beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I appear at three or four in yeah. as a recurring character. Well, not a recurring character. I appear as a professor of something in every single episode. Yeah. But I'm a different professor with a different name. Yeah. In IGN Hungary's version, I'm a single person called Tudomanios. <laughs> I don't know what Tudomanios means. I don't know what my role is. I know that I'm dubbed by almost always a different voice. <laughs> I love Which that. Which I love because yeah. I'm the same character with a different voice as yeah. opposed to the same voice with a different character. Yeah. yeah. I always reversed it. Shit. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And they've retrofit that character into ones where he wasn't there before. Oh my God. So in the yeah. Wolfenstein one, yeah, which yeah. doesn't have an Odyssey, it wasn't yeah. a thing yet. On the, on the um, fucking... What's it called on the Hungarian version? Yeah. I'm the start of that video. Oh like, God. so they've just taken a clip from me somewhere else and just dubbed me in into the start of the Wolfenstein. Also, haven't they done a thing where the playlist that, about the show is unofficial preview with Tudo Manios? Yes. Like, yeah, it says Adam and Tudo Manios yeah. present. Like, oh, my God. It's Which is so amazing. Weird. So I don't know what Tudom is. There's also another bit as well where we, anytime we reference the actual person talking, which is my voice, but a very heavily Welsh-sized mm. version of it. Like, that's why I wish I sounded like all the time. Um, 
anytime we make reference to that person, we show a picture of Dom DeLuise because yeah. it's, it's fucking funny. Which is based on a single joke where you say you look like Dom DeLuise, yeah, yeah, yeah. not that you are, but yeah. we've just ignored that for every yeah. other episode. And we also so and anytime and we also make reference to this thing called the incident, which is why Dom DeLuise mm. or the person doing the unofficial people doesn't have any friends. God, the law on unofficial people. I just think it, it, these it? are yeah. actual production meetings where yeah. there is an internal <laughs> logic. Yeah. To this whole thing, um, he went to CGS recently. Yeah, he did because <laughs> we couldn't send any Americans. But obviously, they don't want to put. On a, I don't know if they don't get Dom DeLuise or what. So what they've done, anytime they refer to the incident or Dom DeLuise, it's like it's their, their person. What well, seems to be yeah. Adam, but yeah. we don't know that. We don't know. So we don't no. know what he looks like. Could be yeah. the Hungarian. But it's him Dom being DeLuise. pushed into a police car. <laughs> <laughs> Also, in the end of all of our unofficial previews, like we make a joke about the fact that no one, one has watched, watched the Pure Farming. People thing. have watched it. Um, but Joe, what is the Pure Farming in Hungary on? Pure Farming in Hungary is on what eighty five thousand. We dream about getting that. And yeah, we come God of War for a, for, for, for a proper farming. game. It's not even farming simulator. It's yeah. the knockoff one. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's <laughs> gone. It's gone absolutely crazy. It's the biggest one. Yeah. It's definitely got a little mention in the latest UK one, <laughs> which I love. Um, um, oh, it's just incredible. And also, I've been through a lot of comments yeah. translated from Hungarian, and the Hungarians get it. Yeah. Like, they get the series more than our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> like, all the jokes, we, the incident, Gonsal yeah. Mash, all the jokes we yeah, think that are we've the been layering jokes. in for Although, fucking like, months. W- w- one thing to be fair, there are some people on official unofficial preview comments who are like, "This is the worst" oh, and stuff like that. But also, there's, there's so many people who be like, "Get this person to review how, everything." How many now? It's like sixteen <laughs> that we've done. Yeah, I reckon. so I also say because I do realize sometimes people listen to podcasts and maybe don't actually follow yeah. what yeah. we do for actual living. Um, so if you put in IGN unofficial preview or go yeah. to IGN's YouTube channel, you'll find a playlist of all of them. Yeah. And basically, it is like a character based yeah. pre- game preview. And it, it, it is you, basically. Just watch them all. It you, is basically everything that we all. And if you listen to this podcast, it's everything like that we yeah. all find funny distilled into an idiot. If you get in, if if you go in chronological order as well, it's like a weird study in how like a comedy character's born yeah. because it's like it starts off as just a voice yeah. and then becomes a character and then becomes in jokes and then becomes in jokes about in jokes and yeah. it's just like, like and it's fucking weird weird and third backstory now yeah, yeah. it's great Excellent. I like it um, well but, done IGN Hungry yeah we need to I'd love to go to Hungary I'd love to just yeah I'd love to get a goulash should we just go we should just Budapest in Hungary isn't it yeah, yeah. Budapest so we should just go Budapest. to Hungary Bucharest is Romania that's why we should you, go you saw we should go to Hungary and just turn up at IGN Hungary and just be like, what up, all lads? right, motherfuckers. They, they, they lock the doors. <laughs> to be fair, they wouldn't they, recognize. They recognize you. I mean, yeah, He's here. Point. <laughs> yeah. From the grave. <laughs> Tell you one thing the Hungarians can never take from us, though, lads. Keyword countdown. <laughs> we actually don't know that. Like, we yeah. don't listen to their yeah. podcast. Say, easily. Like, yeah, to be fair, way easier than unofficial people. And they're putting in the graft in for that. You don't know what uh, I should have done all, an all hungry version of this, or just like people who are hungry. Hungry Games, Films. the the big fat man from Seven, yeah, Michael Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs>
That's not the. I What's know, that? When I think of hungry people, I think of people who eat a lot, yeah. not people who aren't eating. What? That's weird. Yeah, he's, he's starving, mate. What's that Idris Elba one about Nelson Mandela? They starved him, didn't they? I mean, probably. That's a bit of that. Bit of that. Um, if you don't know what keyword countdown <laughs> is, it's not that. Um, INDB categorised their films by a bunch of crazy keywords. Um, what we usually do is take five films, ten we. keywords apiece, and then you guys at home and you guys in the studio have to guess what those films are. And there's a link between them all, which you also must guess. This is from, and I wrote his name down, but now it's gone. Tudor Manios. Tudor Manios, who says, Hey man, here's some ideas for keyword countdown. I put the title at the end of each one, dot, 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 just in case. Essentially, just in case I fuck it up and shout at you. Now, tell me the truth. When you first read the words, here's some ideas for keyword countdown, did you get angry because you thought he was going to like suggest different rules that you haven't done? No, no, no. Because we've had that before. No. Have we? There was one guy who was like, oh, you shouldn't do this. And we were just like, shut up. It's not. You shouldn't listen to this podcast anymore. Um, here we go. Five films, <laughs> ten keywords apiece. No, this are against um, <laughs> It's a cult. Can you guys guess what it is and what the link is? Okay, I the, can. The link's a banger, but it is mad. <laughs> Round number one. Film number one. Title spoken by character. Mission Impossible. Sleepwalking. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Actor playing multiple roles. Naughty Professor. The Clumps, yeah. <laughs> that is the best version of that. Multiplicity. Suspiria. Based on novel. Based on novel. A Room with a View. Adaptation. Hedge Maze. Shining. Shining. Damn it. Seduction. There's nothing else with a hedge maze. Edward Scissorhands. Great Gatsby. Shapeshifter. Fucking hell, the this chain- seems very specific. The Changeling. Gothic Horror. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Um, Hedge maze. Crimson Peak. Castle. Bram Stoker's Dracula. It is. Oh, Shit. I don't, don't remember Hedge Maze, that. Two points. To Joe. The other one, Vampire. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enjoyable film, that one. Yeah, have you seen that thing that keeps is oh, around yeah, at the moment about brilliant. the giant book? No. So there's a scene yeah. where there's a train going, and I think it's Keanu Reeves writing to Mina, and he's writing in his like diary. Journal, oh, he's yeah. writing in his journal. And to be able to have the shot of the train going up, and in the same shot as a book being written in, they had a giant book. And a miniature train. And a miniature train. Like Lord of the Rings. It's amazing. Like, there's, there's, there's a tweet doing like, the, They uh, could have just composted it, yeah. but they did it in camera, yeah. like, in this mad way. I'd love to see that book. <laughs> Or Keanu Reeves by the book. He's writing massive Keanu Reeves handwriting in it. Have either of you seen Kenneth Branagh's Frankenstein? Yeah. Yeah. Is it any good or is it rubbish? Because the closest I've ever come to watching it is playing the pinball table based on it. And it's got got the Edgar Winter song. It is different to that. (laughs) It is a bit different. Uh, It's all right. Here we go. Film number two. Just interested. Punctuation in title. Love that. Ooh. Synecdoche, New York. Good versus evil. I love you, man. (laughs) Bare-chested male. Woman in love. Character name in title. Help! By the Beatles. Karate. Character name in title. Mm -hmm. Karate Kid. That would have been a really good one. I I thought, like, his name... Shot in the chest. And you're to blame. CIA agent. Face off. Damn it. Oh, that's good. That is good. Jamaica. Oh, this is annoying. Spy. Yes. Well Well done. done. I'll give you that on Jamaica. Three points. 
That's good. Doctor No. Well Jamaica done. that yeah. Spy British Secret Service. Well <clears throat> Here we go. Oh, another one of I absolutely love this keyword. Round number three. Altered version of studio logo. Oh, that's oh, so good. I love it. Matrix. Mandy good for that. Yeah. It's got the original Universal logo. Yeah. Inception. Walkie talkie. Tag. Die hard. <laughs> National anthem. Patriot Games. Dark Knight Rises? Death of Sun. <laughs> Don't make faces at me. So put me off. Uh, Third part. Third part? Die Hard with a Vengeance. Nice. Godfather Part 3. Matrix Revolutions. Post-Apocalypse. Matrix Revolutions. Hunger Games. The Road. Third Future War. Terminator 3. Oh. Mute Child. Oh, Mad Max 3? Thunderdome? You really realise how oh, many Oh, recurring... Mute Child's in 2. Talking Animals. Oh, look who's talking now. <laughs> That, that goes for all of them, actually. Yeah. Animals. Why don't... Cats and dogs three. That feels so... Um, Final uh, clue. Uh, I love dogs. No. Final clue. Ape. Planet... Yeah. Uh, war of the Planet of the Apes. Which one is it? War, Rise, Dawn. I'll give it to you. It's War for the Planet of the Apes. But yeah, I'll give it to you, Joe. I'm not a dick. Uh, that's a point. <laughs> You're not. You're a good guy. Here we go. Um, Future war. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're neck and neck now. Ooh. Three points. Oh, lovely. Three points each. That's how the game works. Big, high-scoring game. Yeah. Here we go. But remember, when it's a low-scoring game, scaring. when it's a low-scoring game, Score. it's better for the people at home. That's so true. Because they're playing along with you and they feel like they're one of us, but you're not. <laughs> um, we put. I don't know how many times we, we can put make a fucking clear. shift in. Yeah. What are you doing, sitting in your car <laughs> on you, a train? Apart from who writing this, one this quiz, don't know. Do not mind us. <laughs> Some we jabroni. We literally, we literally gave them a name that's attributed to me. <laughs> Here we go. Film number four. Title spoken by character. Uh, I, I hate this one. It's... Infatuation. That's such a good clue. For Fatal this. attraction. Black Swan. Near death experience. Perfect blue. Perfect blue. What's that? Chained woman. Uh, Black snake moan. This might be my favourite thin one we've ever had sent in. Chained woman. Superna he loves it. Supernatural power. Do you remember Black Snake Moan? Did you say that? Yeah. yeah. Black <laughs> what, Snake Moan. That was terrible. I never man. watched it. I just know <laughs> I had a chained a, woman. A, you should watch it because it's grotty. <laughs> Who is it? Richie. Yeah. And Samuel Jackson. Oh, oh. grot. <laughs> um, supernatural power. <sighs> Ballroom dancing. Ghost ship. Oh, that's good. Oh, Second, no, no, Ghost of Mars came up. Really. <laughs> sister, sister relationship. Sister, sister, the movie. <laughs> I'd love it if they did that. They're like each one of them has had Tia and Tamara have had a set of twins, and they oh, give them up. Sister, 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 sister. <laughs> yeah. weren't they doing triplets where Eddie Murphy became one was of them? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Mike Hamlin, wasn't it? From it. Yes. Yeah. yeah really. Yeah. Well, Tamara's stepdad or adopted yes. dad was him. Yeah. Um, good. Ice Monster. <laughs> Thor 2. Snowman. The Jack snowman? Frost. What the fuck is this? Final clue. Ice. Frozen. Yeah. 
Well Jesus. I love that. Title spell of my character. Infatuation. Near-death experience. Chained woman. That's it. Supernatural it puts you power. so far away yeah. from Disney. She's not chained. She is. When's she chained? They chain her in a bit so she can't fuck people up. <laughs> Isn't she just locked in that room? She's not chained no, up. No, at one she? point she's chained, yeah. What? Yeah. Missed that. That's... That's really clever because that one takes you point. so far away from the mindset yeah. of Disney. That's why I really like well, that. Well, bloody done. Four <laughs> points to Krupa, three points to Joe. Literally all to play for in this final one. Mm. Film number five. Reference to Shakespeare's Macbeth. Child kidnapping. The golden child. <laughs> I wish. It's so weird how one often day, that comes up. One Ransom. day. Golden child has come up. I've Does got it? Because I got it and you were like, you got it! Because ah. for some reason that's in my head forever. Mafia. Longer Friday. Kidnapped. Road to Perdition. Passport. Pen stuck in your beard. Yeah. yeah, it's nice that. That's mad. That's not it a keyword. Uh, Gav has a pen stuck in his beard. Can support, you can do that. It can support the weight, yeah. Of a fine liner. Snow. Fargo. Based on novel. Fuck oh, The road... I love this next What's uh, Mafia in? Turkey, the country. <laughs> um, Midnight Express? Uh, Brief Encounter? One of those is in Turkey. Casablanca? The Quiet Man. Surprise Ending? Oh. Turkey, the country. Crying Game? Murder? Wow. Mafia's in it. Come on. Uh, Turkey? Final Clue? Mission Impossible? Blood Dark. No, Three or four? Train Idiot. Journey? And it's not Midnight Express. It's not Midnight Express. Reference to Shakespeare's Macbeth, child kidnapping, mafia, passport, snow. Will we have seen this film? Yes. I think... Murder on the Orient Express? Yes. <laughs> There's a child kidnapping in it. That's what It starts me. with a ki child ah, kidnapping. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, fuck, of course it's it does. It's all about that, yeah. Well done. It's bloody Agatha. Well done, Joe. Um, fuck, it's neck and neck, oh, lads, again. Oh, the link. Ah! You've just... Uh, the link never means anything. You've just tied it all up, Oh, shit. Joe. Oh, shit. Right, so we got Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm. Doctor No, mm. War for the Planet of the Apes, mm -hmm. Frozen, Murder on the Orient Express. Ah. Right. This is hard. Yeah. But what, I, what I'll give you, right, is... What version of the Murder on the Orient Express? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter no. Okay. Um, Plot based. It is very... The entire thing is linked to Murder on the Orient Express. You must have sent this in when that film came out. The characters are all names of characters in Murder on the Orient Express. Mm, can't give you that. Actors all have names of characters in the Murder That's on close. the Orient Express. That's close. What Krupa said is close. Well, so I was close to what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone called Hercule in War for the Planet of the Apes? You'd have to know Murder in the Orient Express quite well. I watched the, it not the, that uh, long ago. Uh, there's um, Reverend Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> but what is Dracula? Colonel Bond. Count. Oh! It's still the like, Doctor's account. There's an ape. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel or yeah, Colonel. Yeah. There you Let's go. Let's half it. Yeah. So that okay, you can half this it. This is you the first keyword countdown draw. It is, yeah. Ever fight to the death. <laughs> um, so the link is that each 
film has a character with the same title as a character from Murder on the Orient Express. Princess. So this is the only thing, right? I am into it. Except for the fact That's that he's also used Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Because you've got that Bram Stoker's Dra- Dracula, Count Dracula, Doctor No, a doctor, War for the Planet of the Apes, a colonel, Frozen, a princess, and then the only countess he could find is Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, but if there's... I mean, that link would be 100% impossible without... we didn't have Murder on the Orient Express It's an orientating thing. No, but yeah. even, but, it's an orientator. But even if, you were, even, even if you had that, though, you still wouldn't get it. it. Or, no, if, if anything, you. having that, there throws you more off. Yeah, I have to tell you that. Yeah. Otherwise, it orients yeah. the clue. Yeah. He gets it. He knows it. it's a What's crypt- a countess? It's, it's got to be another countess. It's a cryptic link. Countess. Isn't there a countess in well, Phantom uh, Thread? Like, Isn't she a countess? You could... There's literally a film called Dracula's Daughter. There you go. Boom. Should have done that. She's inherited the time. But I thought that was really good. Mad, mad, mad link. Yeah, that's absurd. Thank you. But um, worth it alone for that Frozen uh, one, which was fantastic. That was very good. Right, let's have some feedback then, boys. Okay, I'm going to go first. Go. This is from Caleb Maynard. Mm. He's definitely written in before. I I recognise that, yeah. Hello, IGN UK team. My name is Caleb Maynard from Rochester, New York. I have a question for the panel. I should bloody well hope so. Rochester features heavily in Gossip Girl. Does it? Mm. Is it a fancy place? uh, I think it is, yeah. Mm. And Rochester is X-Men as well? I think. Yes. I think yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? I don't know if it is fiction. I thought. Oh, it's, it's fiction. not fictional. No, it's not fictional. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't <laughs> Professor <laughs> X's school for naughty children? He's a posh. Naughty no, and girls. No, that's freaks. outside. That's it's um, not. He's... Is that in upstate New York? That's Rochester. Some, it's, it's not Rochester for. It's not his school for naughty freaks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his school for like absolute fuck ups. Uh, Go on. Caleb says, "I just listened to episode four five six, which mm-hmm. was the last episode." And the Fallout preview section from Joe, in which he didn't seem to enjoy his time with the game too much besides the multiplayer aspect, sparked my interest. My question is, how do you get through boring or or monotonous tasks like writing articles about uninteresting topics? I personally listen to podcasts while I'm driving to make the commute shorter and listen to Spotify while writing papers just to keep myself awake through the monotony of college work. I think even if you're not necessarily into something massively, there's still fun to be had in getting across your point. That's absolutely it. Like, Like, the reason I have the job I have is because I find it really fun to just tell everyone what to think. (laughs) Like, that's been my interest since I was a kid, and it continues to be so. So, like, I might not have enjoyed Fallout, but writing about explaining to people why I think Fallout is good and bad was enjoyable to me. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just fun. Absolutely, yeah. Like... Writing, everyone always says writing reviews about bad things are always easier. That's way easier. Because you hate it. And so you just immediately have just like this, I've got to say all this stuff that annoys me. Yeah, I think one of the most enjoyable reviews I've ever written is uh, Transformers First Night, which I think is a fucking abomination. Which also was Um, great because you used um, a line from a Lonely Island song in it. (laughs) That's it. You also don't feel beholden to, like, treat it with any respect. Yeah, yeah. Rather than you think this is a review that's going to have to, like, live for some time and, like, really perfectly sum up a thing you super respect. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, Jurassic World 2, I did the review for that, and... I really liked that, but I really liked Jurassic Park. And it was, I really struggled with that review because I was yeah. like, I just like it. I got nothing to say other than the fact that I like it. Because then you've got to really examine why you really like something, yeah. which is harder it's sometimes. Same, so yeah, I think re- reviews is a lot harder with it. With like previews, I feel like because nobody else has that information, you're kind of being like, hey, this is information yeah. that you don't have. And it you're kind of distilling that. That's yeah. the thing, it's a mixture between relaying information and also peppering an opinion. But also, a- like, 
sometimes it's tentative opinion because you, you're sometimes playing a thing slightly out of context. You know? Yeah, I'm, li- I'm doing a preview at the moment, which I can't talk about. No, can't talk about. But it is a thing where essentially the preview has to go here's what this thing is, yeah. which you don't actually often have. Like Red Dead, everyone knows what the basis of that thing is. So yeah. what, you're tell- what I did with that was tell a story about my time in that game. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of assumed knowledge there. So that always changes. But to get to Caleb's actual point, we've kind of just gone off on a tangent. Yeah. Things you don't actually enjoy doing, how do you get through them? Mine is just podcasts. I, had to, I changed to a new phone yesterday. I realised I have forty-five podcast subscriptions. Really, it's that's absurd. Good, yeah. Like that I listen, listen to, to a lot. Yeah, that's all I do. I don't listen to music very much anymore, and like I'm just obsessed. Uh, the way, really are you, yeah. Love before it. I before I worked here, and before I've been at like a senior level, where essentially before I've got to the point where I can do wherever I want and no one questions me. So there's obviously there was Does that a, not happen. No, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should. Hey. Um, but I remember I remember the way that I used to do it when I was essentially just like a video person for other people and I wasn't mm. a, literally allowed to be on videos or anything like that. I was literally just an edit monkey doing things that I hated. The way that I used to do it was compartmentalize things that I did like about it and things that I didn't like, and I would literally call it um, like food, uh, dinner and dessert. So right. the, that's the way I would do it. I would basically have something dessert, which I really, really liked about work. And I was like, okay, well, if I do this dinner bit, which is like the meat and potatoes of something I don't like, I will then get a little bit of dessert, even though technically I'm not a dessert guy, guys. It's just in my head, it was like, yeah. if you do this and get through it, you get to do this really fun thing. What was the dessert? It, depend, job. it depended whatever oh, it, depended it was. Task, yeah, it would right. be like, yeah. okay, well, Mars if I do bar. this bit, yeah, it's, so it's actually just boost. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was like, it, but I would just be like, oh, well, I get to do that thing. Like when we were doing like, we did a, used to do a series together, the Expert Super Guide. It was yeah. like, I will do this thing for this person I don't like. I see, right. And then I'll give and myself, then I, and then I'll get to do I this. I thought you meant two for them, like, one for me. <laughs> I thought you meant in video editing. There's like elements oh, of the, like right, cutting yeah. it is not fun. But then putting it oh, in place no, 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 no. is or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Right? No, gotcha. it was literally like I would th- look, project, look at everything project. I've got to do. Yeah. Right. That's my dessert bit. That's my thing. And then if I get through that, I, I can spend more time on my dessert. So bit. what you're saying is our Trello board should be in dinner and dessert sections. I mean, I have said that since the start. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what any other business is for. In the- <laughs> it's a good question, though. It like, I'd be question. interested to hear back from people because I know we get we get lovely emails from people who watch prepared to try at work. Yeah. Um, and like watch out their work computers and stuff. And I don't think they're meant to be, but it like, you know, we, we are very this lucky. Is, we got a fun job, but yeah. Also slightly related. I was listening to a podcast. I think it was like a Freakonomics one. It was like, mm. how do you do things you don't enjoy? Like tidying the house hoovering, yeah. or running or exercise is basically only let yourself do those things. Only let yourself do those things when you also consume a thing you like. Yeah. Yeah. So if you love podcasts, make a hard rule with yourself. I will only listen to a podcast when While I you're run. Running, yeah. And then it's like you do this impossible. thing where it's like, yeah. oh, I really want to listen to the new episode of this, the football yeah. ramble. I have to go for a really like a run yeah. to consume that. It's like a law you make with yourself. Yeah. And it's I really do, good. 
I can't remember. The, is there an actual psychological term yeah. for it? I do. It's dinner and dessert. That is dinner and dessert. That is yeah. almost basically what it's like. Yeah. But oh, that's even more of a no, thing. Where you like, just go, it's almost like concurrent that's, as well. That's it's like dinner and dessert at the same blood. Yeah. Yeah. It's adding ice cream to your fucking broccoli. Chicken. Yeah, it's just like you're Bro- gonna have this, but you're gonna have ice cream it's on broccoli top of it. Broccoli a la mode. Yeah, <laughs> I do that when I know. Oh, for ages when I heard that in American stuff. Yeah. Oh, what is a la mode? It's a bit ice cream of the fashion. I do that when I'm really into a new song, and I if I know I've got an early gym session the next day which is just me not with a personal trainer and I've got to go myself I go right I'll stop listening to that song now put it on my gym playlist and be like right the next time you get to listen to that song is in the gym yeah. so everyone has better willpower than me yeah. <laughs> I can't do any of that I'm gonna barely stop drinking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, drinking now uh, yeah. <laughs> oh I do want another uh, what else we got um so I wasn't on the podcast last week so oh, this yeah. is slightly out of context <laughs> yeah uh, the subject line Mm-hmm. From Nathan, the tube driver, Sweet. is Branson FTW. Yeah. He says, fuck Heinz beans. <laughs> they are shit. Branston beans are so tasty <laughs> because of the thick sauce in, in parenthesis. That's right. It is thick. It's Who, properly thick. Whoever buys Heinz beans are savages. Hang on. <laughs> what? There's a, there's a place for Heinz beans, I so think. They are savages. Yeah. They're the sort of people who also buy unsmoked bacon and ready salted crisps. I fucking now, hate smoked bacon. Oh, see, I don't understand the unsmoked bacon. What, you don't like it? I like no. both. I like both. Smoked I, I don't like smoked stuff. Yeah, oh. you, you read yeah. them. Oh, yeah. I, I, also, I would yeah. say ready salted crisps have the time and the place. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I like ready In terms crisps. of TV, that has its flaws. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's separate. Yeah, scratching yeah, yeah. I'm scratching that. Sorry, I should have scratched it out. We'd, yeah. We we kind of abandoned the TV um, has its flaws. I don't know that was. No well, one written in the, Well, no, we got loads back, but it's oh. everyone just going, ah, oh, it's this. Uh, <laughs> Never explained so, why. So, yeah, I, I still just like chipping the on this. I've dance. also had Branson beans. They yeah. are lovely. Yeah, I had yeah. some on the weekend. Like, we talked about them here, and then I went home and bought some on the way home. Dale posted about 40 times about this beans. Dale and I are like, what's up, group? Do you have the treats or ones? Yeah, you have a bit of treats or them, yeah. Someone's earning, mate. Here we go. Final bit of feedback for this week. This is from Zach Evans. Hi, everyone. First off, I love the work the IGN UK team does, especially this podcast. Oh, God, I don't know. Which makes my work commute so much nicer. My question is... Has there ever been a specific moment in a film that's offended slash annoyed you to the extent that you've stopped watching? I recently watched John Wick the first time and I was completely blindsided by the dog incident near the beginning of the film. This is why I've not watched John Wick because I can't watch animals having stuff done to them. And Al said that if I watch John Wick and it's, it's fine, but Zach's well, disagreeing I'm with gonna, him. I'm going to bring him up on this. He but. says, I was so annoyed to how brutally it was depicted and how loosely it was used to pin the film together that I almost walked away at that point. I love him like walking away, putting his hands up, focus. Um, walking away. However, rather begrudgingly, I decided to stick with it given the praise my friends had, uh, had heaped upon it. Thankfully, I did because in hindsight, outside that moment, it was a great remedy to a recent action bore fest. Zach, I thought it wasn't that bad. It's I not. haven't watched it because I've heard it's it. Not. I don't remember it being I think bad Zach's before. watched a snuff film. Like, I don't know what. <laughs> nice one, Zach, I you snuff it's, bastard. It's very it's, much depicted off screen. It's pretty much completely off screen like right. there is one shot of a puppy lying down but there's no I think there might be like there's not like direct there's no visible, there's no visible depiction damage. of animal like I think the there's aftermath. I think there's some blood on the floor yeah but it's not like a squished puppy yeah it's not like a actual sequence of it happening no because yeah. like I cannot deal no, with that wouldn't be animals. I, animals. I would have yeah. That's why that. I watched it. always it. makes me feel bad. Because that's John the whole thing is like they yeah. know it's such a powerful thing for yeah. an audience. It is a great like 
pretense for everything that follows. Because yeah. yeah. you're like, you just love him. Like, he's doing this all for this one it, thing. Which yeah. Was. It is like they found a cheat code to get past the standard thing where you go, action film stars are yeah. usually horrible murderers. Yeah. yeah. Because for some reason, so you it's think bang on. animal violence seems so much worse than human violence that yeah. you're just like, I don't give a shit how much anyone <laughs> begs. Go on, John. Kill every single person <laughs> yeah, involved yeah. with him. It's brilliant. Oh, I think I, I think John Wick's a masterpiece. Yeah, but, oh, I thought you were one. Just Cardi doesn't, doesn't like, like it. it. Mm. I think he's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one of the best action films. We, of modern we still times. need to watch. It. Yeah, we keep saying we're going to do I like s- a double bill. I still of it, not but... watch John Wick two because yeah, we say we're going to watch too. it together. Yeah. Every time it. I see it on a plane, I'm like, no, because we're going to do the double bill. Because we keep saying Roy's going to watch it. Roy, we, Roy's never going to organise it. Let's just do it. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it now. Is there a bit in any film that you got? Like I say mine because it is another dog related thing. Is it in one of my favourite films, A Life? Aquatic mimic Jeff Goldblum gets up and fucking hammers a dog. He fucking whacks mm. a dog with a Kicks rolled it. up bit of paper. No, mm. and he just Cody be still and he hits it. And I watch that film a lot. I watch it maybe twice a year, I think. Um, in a cinema and then at home, I've got a fucking tattoo of it. And every time, like, I know when that scene is, and for about four minutes before that scene, I can feel myself just getting really apprehensive about it. Do you leave, though, or make a break? No, watch it, because that's the world, mate. I've actually never seen that movie. But you, it's what? Seriously, it's, it's well good. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's but just it is like, also designed, again, it's designed for a reason. Yeah, absolutely, you're yeah. meant to think kind of, oh, he's funny and cool, yeah, and then yeah. he does this thing, and you're like, Jesus right, Christ, okay, I hate so him. Yeah. It does serve a purpose. Yeah. How you perceive this character. You also don't see him hit the dog. It's yeah. up. And you see Cody this kind of noise, moaning a bit. Yeah, and then he's sitting there opposite Jeff Goldblum, who you think is all right at this point, and he fucking hits him. And it's not his dog either. Yeah. So he's hitting another person's dog um, who has, I, I think he has three legs as well. Um, and, but you don't actually see, you just see him kind of bringing the thing down. Right, you, hear, you hear horrible noises. Tangent, do you remember the first time you saw a dead dog in a film? Oh. I do. Guillermo del Toro's mimic I'm glad that you said you did you're like tangent do you remember the first time you saw a dead dog in a film nah me neither (laughs) for some but that's stuck in my head more than most firsts Uh, Omen the thing it's just like born of a yeah, the thing, thing, yeah, thing. That, that thing seems oh, it's yeah. horrible because all the other dogs are like what the f- why have you put this in you yeah. <laughs> you and, and then locked us in with yeah. it he's like Cheers. anyway see you later the amount of time dogs must spend going you fucking morons yeah. like in real life because they are they get it <laughs> It was always the first to know. <laughs> I do love that. In the thing where he's just like, uh, just found this dog outside. Um, no, we don't want him up here. He's being a bit weird. All right, I'll stick him down with nine dogs that we've got in the station. And we really need those dogs. It's a pack, um, you know. Anyway, pack all dead I reckon now. it might be an alien, but I'm just sticking with the... There's something all right with him, out. But, out. Yeah, Dogs are fine, aren't they? Um, do you have a play? Do you have a one? No, because I'm not like... I, I'm not really that... Sensitive to you like no because I no. hate dogs. No, like, <laughs> mine's not that. I don't really. Th- What's yours? I just fucking hated the start of Mission Impossible Two so much. I've never watched it again. Oh, I couldn't tell I you couldn't, what happened. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember the exact. Oh, it's bit. where he's rock climbing well, and Metallica so player is holding on. That's crap. But I think it was when they started talking. I looked through clips on YouTube today and I tried to find the moment that I must have turned off. And the one I could find was when he's first, I think, meeting Tandy Newton. And they're having a conversation in two cars on a mountainside. Ugh. And there's this shit. Fuck. Anyone who thinks John Woo is a good director, watch this fucking scene. It's two cars spinning out of control yeah. with them looking at each other with like 
Uh, the music in the background. And that's not directing itself. And it just keeps. <laughs> and then a dog runs out. And it just keeps <laughs> dissolving between their faces and the cars, spinning in perfect tandem. It's God. fucking rubbish. But have you seen the Chimera and Bellerophon scene? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I know we were like, I was slagging off like the kind of Mandy stuff earlier, where you're just like a man with a big chainsaw, or a big sword, or a big bloody gun, <laughs> and he's wearing aviators and he's wearing a leather jacket. It's good, um, sometimes I think it can work. Yeah. Sometimes Mandy. John Woo, it does not. John Woo can but face off. Uh, there we go. We talk about a lot of stuff this week. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And next week, we've got a fucking absolute banger coming up. Yeah, boy. Uh, Halloween little special. Got Jamie Lee Curtis on. Got JJ Abrams on. Talking about Lost. He didn't want to. Got him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Time for spookies. <laughs> this, I know, I'll save for next week, but... <laughs> It's, it's good. Um, yeah, if you've seen any good Halloween horror stuff, maybe get in touch with us, IGN underscore, you get feedback at IGN.com. What or if you... Yeah. Or if you have a go-to thing, like, groups, you've been watching a lot of scary films, you've been watching a scary film a what? day. A scary film day. I haven't um, one yet. I'll do one when I get home tonight. What's your, what's your go-tos? What's your go-tos at Halloween? Let us know. IGN underscore, you get feedback at IGN.com. And until then, we'll see you next week. Bye.